It's time! Fight fans and degenerate gamblers, welcome to the Thick Boys Fight Club, where there are only two rules. Rule number one, always talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. Rule number two, talk about Thick Boys Fight Club, even if no one wants to talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. All right. We are back again. I'm Nick. And I'm Ty. And this is the Big Boys Fight Club. That's Bye. right. And uh, let me just say real quick, we got a quick announcement. We're doing um, a little giveaway yeah, for guys, you, the fans. The announcement. We've been waiting for it, baby. Yeah. Um, so here's a couple of the rules real quick before I tell you what the prize is. You have to subscribe to the show. And then for every time you like and comment on our video, you'll be additionally added to this raffle that we're doing. And what it is, is it's gonna be either your choice of either a Stipe Myochik shirt or a Daniel Cormier shirt for their upcoming bout on August 15th. And we're gonna actually do the raffle on the show. Um, I believe it's on the 10th is when we're gonna do it because the fight is on the 15th. And then we're gonna get your information and have that thing mailed out to you, priority mail, so that you get to wear it that night for the fight. Perfect. So we're gonna do it on, so let's just get this straight real quick. So we're going to do the raffle on Monday the 10th, right? Yeah. That, that's so we can get your information, folks. Make sure you got your YouTube accounts open on the 10th if you are entering in this contest. We're going to be messaging you, hitting you up. Going to need to get your information from you. And as Ty just said here, we're going to get you either one shirt. You get to pick. Uh, we're going to pick what shirt it is, though. Sorry. Yeah, no, we're going to pick like the style. Yeah, the style or, you know, the color scheme, whatever. You're just going to give us the name if you're a DC supporter or you're a Stipe supporter or maybe you just won money on one of the two. You know, you just pick it. We'll send it. You get And we'll get your size, obviously. And then, yeah, we'll we'll do everything in our power, obviously, as long as the mail system allows us to get that shirt to you by fight day so you're able to wear it. Yeah. And, you know, feel free to burn it if uh, your guy loses. Oh, no. Worst case scenario. (laughs) And plus (laughs) – for those of you, whoever wins this, you know, we'll, we might even be lucky enough. We'll bring on the show real quick just to show you off. You can show off the shirt, show um, that we're a man of our words, and we did what we said we were going to do. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to it, man. Looking yeah, just remember, forward to it. You got to subscribe, and for every time you like and comment on our videos, you're going to get added into the raffle additionally. Yes. As he said, you must hit the subscribe button right here below <laughs> me. Please hit the button. <laughs> All right. All right, but let's get into the breakdown, Perfect. Nick. Yeah, guys. Um, well, real quick, we're gonna break down ooh, right. last. Yeah, no, no, no. We're gonna break down last night's fight between Joseph Benavides and I always. I want to go ahead and say that uh, for me. His <laughs> name is uh, Devison Figueroa. Figueroa. Yeah. Before that, though, as always, get you guys a little breakdown of news here. <laughs> um, first up, my boy back in the news today, Conor McGregor. God, get him out of my fucking newsfeed. I think you're actually going to like this. I don't know if you knew about this. He went on Instagram Live yesterday smoking a big old fat blunt. I saw it. Fucking <laughs> ugly ass looking joint. Who the fuck rolled that thing? Yeah, the Diaz brothers were mocking him about it. They didn't think that was too funny. They all it's probably some it. swag anyways. It's probably some garbage ass weed. Man, you're a hater. Through and through a hater. Besides that. Let's get down to a little Fight Island business that happened last night. Uh, as we saw, Joseph Duffy again lost another fight. And, guys, that is going to be his last fight in the UFC. I know he's been in a 
been in the game for a few years, but he's bowing out of it. Also, we had a nice uh, little su- submission last night from my girl, Ariane Lipsky. Love that. She's going to take home a 50K bonus for that, as well as Figueredo is also going to be taking home a bonus for his first-round stoppage of Benavides. And Rafael Fizev is going to be also taking one, as well as Mark DeKessi. Oh, there we'll you go for fight of the night. For fight of the night. Yeah. Uh, also, can we just? Oh wait, what? Oh, also coming out, we had Kevin Gastelum. He came out in a statement, said he was truly embarrassed for that quick loss to Hermantine. We know, we know. Oh, I fucking know. Let me tell we you. No, you know. Fucking lost <laughs> a decent piece of change on that cocksucker right there. But still, my boy, still love that guy. I think he's a great fighter. Still has a bright future ahead of him. But so let's that. just jump into the breakdown. You got some more news for us? Yes. <laughs> oh, man, I I'm just ready to break this shit down, man. I'm a little excited, man. I'm a little pumped up. <laughs> also, we were hoping to announce the fact that um, my boy Ty here was just trying to get all excited about that we could announce that Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa was announced. Guys, I'm sure it will be announced. But as of right now, just so everyone Pump your little brakes. Yes, this fight <laughs> is not signed and it's not done. Uh, Dana White went on his interview last night and as well said he was a little annoyed that the news of this fight broke. They're trying to schedule that for September 19th, which is also, I'm finding it interesting, is the same date that they're trying to do Nurmagomedov versus Gagey. Now, so I'm thinking what's happening here is, if I'm speculating correctly, and this I think makes total sense, um, I think whenever they do a fight on Fight Island, a pay-per-view anyways, it sounds like we're going to have a super card. And I think for good reason. You have to have a couple fights on there just in case things don't go away with one of them. So we have a backup plan. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, for I all think that's what yeah. the deal is. So I'm assuming that he's trying to make sure he, maybe he gets all these fights lined up. Now, we also have to combat the fact that we got Nurmega Madoff is not 100%. We don't know where he's at right now. If he's fighting or if he's taking some time off because of his whole the situation with his father passing away. So I think that's the only reason the fight card's up in the air. I do believe this Adesanya versus Costa is a real fight. We have nothing to worry about. I'm just, we're, I'm just thinking that's what's holding everything up. They're trying to figure out how to make this fight card amazing. And, hey, that will be super dope, obviously, if that's the deal. If we keep getting these stacked fight cards for Fight Island. I also think we might keep getting these stacked fight cards for a minute just because the UFC is worried about having to reshut down again. Mm. I'm thinking maybe that's why they're starting to crank these fights out like this. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they're just thinking, oh, we need to get them done just in case we go to have to go down another month, you know, layoff or whatnot. Right. So. Makes sense. Yeah, that's what I got for you guys. And yes, Ty, that's finally the end of the news. Oh, thank God. <laughs> now we can talk about the shit that already happened. You know, the real deal stuff. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's um, get down to it. It was a great night of fights, honestly, from the beginning to the end. As always. Entertaining. Entertaining. Let me tell you. We got a great fight to start it off. It was Alexandre Pantoja, 22-4. and four. He was the minus 190 favorite fighting in the flyweight against Askar Askarov, 11-0 and 1. Plus 170 underdog. I'll take it away since I got this one right. Just had that feeling, as my boy Zach would say, just that feeling deep in my plums. Deep in your plums. Deep in the plums. That Askarov's wrestling would be the deciding factor of this fight. And it was. And what was the most incredible thing about it was that guy hardly broke a sweat. He was not breathing hard at all. He just worked this dude for 15 minutes 
and it wasn't like, you know, just jabbing from the outside, taking it easy. No, he was in his face, working him with some sick takedowns, got his back taken a couple times, but was never in any real serious danger. And, you know, looked fresh. Looked like he could have done another 15-minute fight if he wanted to. Oh, 100%. I mean, I texted you right after. I think you got that one. I don't think it was even really no controversy there for sure. So, yeah. yeah, you definitely called that one 100% right. Good job. Yeah, it's a good fight, man. A bright future for Askar Askarov. Looked really good. Um, this is a pretty big setback for, for, for Pantoja. You know what? He was number seven. Or mm-hmm. no, he was – yeah, well, whatever ranking he was, he's definitely going down. A yeah, he was higher up than Askarov was. As yeah, like, I think um, Askarov was actually seven, and I think Pantoja was, was number he five four. or four. Yeah, five or four. Yeah. yeah, something like that. So he's right. definitely going to be set back in the rankings. And, yeah, it's going to be tough to get back up there. It happens. It happens. Yep. Uh, next up, the only ladies' fight on the main card, uh, Ariana Lipsky, 12 and 5, coming in as a minus 120 favorite in the flyweight division against Luana Carolina, 6 and 1, a plus 100 underdog. Nick? Well, you know, I can see why some of you folks were thinking Luana Carolina. I mean, she looked like a scary ass bitch. There ain't no doubt about it. I mean, coming out, I was like, oh, man, I might have picked this one wrong. <laughs> That's really I, what I was thinking. I was there sitting like, damn, but, man, I got this. <laughs> I read everything correct, as I said. You know, Lipsky said it in her interview. And I will say this again. When a fighter, I look at that, when they are that confident and they come out with a statement like that the day before their fight, I like it a lot. Of course, no fighter's going to ever say, oh, I feel like I'm going to lose tomorrow night. But she just had a different tone in that interview. I mean, saying she wanted to beat that chick up. And that's what you want to hear. And that's exactly what she did. And my God, what a nasty, nasty, what, what do you even call that movie? Oh, that was a knee bar. That a was a knee straight bar. knee bar. And a nasty knee bar. You don't get to see that very often. I don't think, a, I, I mean, I got to be honest with you. You don't really see that from the men too often. It might be a hard maneuver to pull off on a guy. I, I would kind of speculate. Oh, well, it's a it's a difficult position. Like I will give her like the position that she was in, where she was sitting on top, and there was nothing. Like one of the difficult things about a knee bar is usually you have your back to the mat, you're on the ground, and you're having that friction against you. But she was sitting on top of her with nothing behind her, nothing giving her resistance besides her leg, and she was just able to put her full hips forward and just crank it back. She definitely hyperextended it. I'm sure there'll be you know later on you'll hear about the injury. She probably has an ACL tear, PCL tear, something. She definitely shredded something in there. Yeah, you know, I mean, as a fan who's not very technical on on BJJ or anything like that as you are, you know, if you would have been next to me watching this, I would have had you telling me exactly what the fuck's going on the whole time. Because when it started happening, I actually thought Lipsky was in trouble. Oh, that's she what was. It, that's what it appeared to look like. She was um she was in a cast slicer from behind something Rafael Dos Anjos had used. I can't remember the opponent exactly who it was at the time. But yeah, um, she was put into a calf slicer is really tight and but the one thing that uh Luana Carolina didn't do very well she didn't lock her um the leg that got knee barred to the ankle of her other foot which she was using as the um pivot point for that calf slicer but yes uh, Lipsky did a great job just grabbing that taking advantage and it was something you know I talked about I saw that she had gone for that in her last fight she didn't seem to have all the technique down on it yet but she was in the Right place, right time, and she executed perfectly. My God, poor Carolina screamed 
screams coming out of that. I mean, my God, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I felt bad for her. Like I said, there's probably an injury. She's at least going to have a six- to nine-month playoff before she's going to be allowed to train again. For sure, for sure. Oh. Um, All right, next up. Yep. Next up, we had the – oh, our personal favorite of the night, Mark DeKessie coming in as 14-3, and three, minus 165, favorite fighting in the lightweight division. Against Raphael Fizev, seven and one, plus one forty-five underdog, and man, this is something you know. I told Nick afterwards. I was thinking about posting on our uh, Instagram page, saying, "Guys, I'm officially changing my uh, pick. Uh, my pick for this one." To it's not allowed. <laughs> yeah, which was not allowed, and I, you know, I stuck with my guns, orig- my original guns. But man, did Fizev look like a fucking savage? I thought their power was going to be somewhat similar, but let me tell you, there was it wasn't even close. It was a no contest. It was the stronger, more powerful striker of the night. And what it really came down to was the basics that Fizev was using. He just did them so perfectly. He executed them with flawless technique and so much power that it didn't really matter with oh, what Mark kicks, had those man. Oh, nasty. And those lean backs that he was doing to avoid those head kicks, that is, you know, that is traditional Muay Thai. That is the defense for a head kick because they don't really want you to use your forearms to block the kicks because, you know, in, th- in actual Thai boxing, it's more about kicking than it is about boxing. And they just blast kicks all the time. So they don't want you to absorb so much. So the lean back and just the way he was able to do that in MMA, you hardly ever see that. It was ridiculous. The guy looks like a fucking stud. Yeah, I mean, as you said, this is fight of the night. Um, and we talked about it earlier. I mean, Fizev, like, pulling moves out of the matrix, as they were saying, the announcer were calling it. I mean, able to basically sidestep everything Mark throw, threw at him. I mean, Mark was getting outclassed in there. Uh, yeah. I couldn't believe what I was watching, to be honest with you. This was actually one of the more better picks I was really sure about. You know, as we were talking about on the show, even Ty said it. Fizev is like, he's so telegraphed. You already know what he's going to do. But as we said, he just did what, you're, what he does so perfectly that poor Mark just had no answer for it. And once those kicks got through, it was like game over for him. Oh, you know? I know. Those body shots were ridiculous. And it's like, you know, it's not that he's telegraphing what he's doing. It's just, you know what's going to happen. You yeah. know what his game plan is, but you just can't do anything to stop it. Like, he's not, like, those lead kicks to the body that he were doing, zero telegraph. There's no windup. It's just coming straight from his hip. And the amount of power he's able to generate, that is what li- a lifetime dedication to a sport looks like. Right there. Yeah, no, for sure. Sorry, telegraph is the wrong word. Yeah, I, I yeah. can't picture what word i'm trying to think of but it was just you know scripted yeah no almost, it's yeah it's know? like it's like what i just said it's like you know what his game plan is you know what he wants to do to you what he's good at it's just like like you said there was mark didn't have an answer for no answer for nothing answer. like he nothing. tried to go leg kick for leg kick with him and he he found out real quick that wasn't gonna work <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so bummers guys sorry i that one wrong tie here I also got it wrong. He got I it got, wrong, but he 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 had a feeling in his plums that this could very well happen on this one. Yeah, like I said, I wasn't going to be surprised if it happened. This guy is a stud. Let me tell you, man. Keep which, this kid's name in your book. He's going to be an entertaining guy to watch. I wish now we had 
a little more balls ourselves and saw him as an underdog and saw what a close fight this was really going to be and maybe should have just went for that one. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. probably was the right make to Troy or the right choice. It was just, you know, we got a little scared. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you just get caught up in trying to pick, take the safe bets. You know, we got to remember, we're gamblers here. We're gamblers. We're gamblers. You got to take a chance. And when you see plus money in a close fight, you gotta yeah, go you, with it. you're probably going to lose, but you gotta you're go a gambler. With it. Take the chance. Yep, exactly. Take your shot, man. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, next, next up, up uh, Jack Hermanson, 20 and 5, minus 105. In the middleweight division, fighting Kevin Gaslam, 16 and 5, minus 115. Nick? Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> that, you know, guys, we were like high up on Gaslam. A lot of people were, obviously. You know, who would have thought that this fight would have ended in a submission like that out of all things? You know, um, Kelvin just made a, he made a very big mistake. Um, he made a very big mistake. Now, you know, I texted you something at Spike saying he's done. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. He's not done. That's not the word I was looking for. But I, I think this is really going to take an, uh, this could really brain damage for Kelvin here. I, I truly believe that. I want to state this out there so we all can mark this on our calendars. I mean, next fight of that dude, man, we're going to have to pay close attention. Uh, you know, I think the UFC honestly might need to feed him a can to get his mind back, you know, because if they throw him in the ring again against someone with some, with some skills, it seems like he's not all there. You know what I mean? It's just because he's there, but his mind's not there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just worried about him in that aspect to lose like that too. I mean, like I told you, you take the whole, I'm sorry to cut you off. Right. No, 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 no. Just like when you take the fact that this poor dude, not only had to train for a fight, he had to train fucking fly. How X amount of hours to this place for this fight quarantine for all that time. I mean, you did so much work to lose like that in a matter of a minute I was sorry, a minute and 20 seconds. I can't imagine what that would feel like. You know what I'm like? like that's what I'm getting. Like, that is a problem. I think, you know what I mean? Like if this was like, Oh, at least they were in fucking North Carolina for a fight. night. Eh, shit happens. You flew, you know what I mean? No, dude, you flew like 16 hours to Abu Dhabi got quarantined for days by yourself in a hotel room then had to wake up at three in the fucking morning to go fight and you got rocked like that you get you you make the wrong step and the guy grabs your ankle and about snaps it in half <laughs> i mean uh, that that sucks that sucks yeah yeah that was, <laughs> believe me guys i you know <laughs> I fucking put some money on him. I'm I'm a big Kelvin Gaslam believer here. And uh, to see him just, you know, this is two times in a row now. He's just underestimated his opponent because he knew what was coming. He, he you know, he saw the danger. He thought he could hang out in that position a little bit longer than he should. I was, you know, what I was really shocked about was how good Hermanson was off of his back. I knew he was good, a good submission artist but predominantly from the top. I thought that's more where his specialty lies, that that's where he could get him. And, you know, 
Kelvin's a BJJ black belt. Like I said, a 10th planet black belt. That's not a fucking joke. They're leg locks masters over at that school. You know, they train everything. So I was really shocked to see him just hang out there and not kick away sooner. But it, it, to me, it really just came down that he underestimated someone again. He said he wasn't going to do it. I think he was too involved about thinking about, I want the rematch with Darren Till. He's already looking past someone. Like That's never yeah. a good sign when you start talking about an opponent before you've already beaten the opponent you have. Yes, in your mind, it's totally fine. Have the idea of who you want next. So when you win the fight and they ask you, who do you want to fight next? You have a name on your list, you know, or just tell them, I fucking want so-and-so next. But it's hard. It's a huge setback. You know, it's definitely going to have some mental hurdles he's going to have to overcome, you know, to lose two in a row. And again, to have the fight of the year against Israel Adesanya be just fucking that close to a you know being the middleweight champion of the world to now losing three you know three fights in a row yeah you've lost well, now that you're a- gonna have to fight someone out of the top 10 which is yeah. even more risky because if that guy beats you you're fucking gone bro well that's what i'm asking though what in your opinion what is your psyche when you are a black belt brazilian jiu-jitsu guy you know what to do i mean you had the announcer. You had Bisbing saying on the announcer, he really needs to be putting his foot on the guy's ass and pushing away right now. I mean, yeah. he was saying it right away. And for Kelvin to not even attempt that. that well, obviously, me, yeah. Oh, sorry, that just tells me, no, that just tells me that his head is not in the game at all, obviously. Yeah, well, it's one of two things, right? Either he's not 100% there or that he's so severely underestimated the person that he's making a rookie mistake in the sense of yeah. I'm so good here. You know, I'm, you know, no way he's going to fucking pull this off on me. I'm going to be able to escape this. And you hung in there too long that by the time you're trying to kick out, you've realized that I fucked up. Yeah. It's deep. Cause let me tell you, that's one of the scarier submissions. Like you get caught in a choke, you get passed out, you lose a couple of brain cells, but you're good. You can, you can get back up. And if you needed to, you can fight some more technically like in the gym you know that's what they would do you wake up they give you a couple minutes you get your wits back together and you can roll again but with a heel hook if you don't tap in time you've shredded every muscle in your knee you're done for nine months to a year like just recovering you're going to go through surgery physical rehab you know it's a long lengthy process it's it's like doing jujitsu we're told like that's you have to be a black belt was what i was trained under to do that move Oh. And it's just because the consequences, if you crank on that too hard, especially if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to shred everything. And so they, that, so the reason they don't want you to do it is they don't want you to hurt someone, basically. Exactly, yeah. But like, that's why guys like, um, do you remember, fuck, oh, what's his name? The, he was the heel hook master for a long time. In the, the muscly, Yeah, the muscly Brazilian dude, and they kicked him out. For fucking, because he'd always hold on to all those. Oh submissions. yeah, you were just telling me about this the yeah, other day. Yeah, I can't remember his name. I can't believe I've forgotten. But um, yeah, Nick will look him up real fast while I talk about him. But he would do this move to everybody because every because most gyms at the time didn't train it because of how devastating it can be if someone cranks on it. And this dude would just dive for them, just dive for heel hooks and just crank on them. And people would tap, feeling their knees shred. And he would just hold on to it and keep cranking until their entire knee was gone. And, you know, unfortunately, that took him out of the UFC. But it's become such a popular technique now in the, I would call it the, the new age of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You're seeing lots of no-gi guys do them. Um, I believe the gentleman is Ryan Hall right now in the UFC, who's the 
probably the best at doing it in MMA currently. Um, Paul Harris? Paul Harris. Yes. Paul Harris. yes. Husamar yes. Paul Harris. Yes, uh, that's him. Paul Harris, yeah. Dude, that guy was a fucking savage. I love watching him fight. Just because he, it was a perfect example of everybody knew what was coming, but you didn't know what to do. Yeah, Until they, Alan, it was they, Alan Belcher and... Uh, yeah, they released him because he didn't let go of a heel hook. Oh, multiple heel hooks. Wow. Multiple submissions. The dude was just... Something was... People say something was wrong, but at the same screwed. time... <laughs> yeah, so at the same time, I'm just like this... Uh, you know, you guys are kind of ripping on him about this, but when we see guys like throwing extra punches while a dude's unconscious, no one bats an eye. Guy holds on to like a submission it. two, three extra seconds. Everyone freaks the fuck out. Uh, yeah, different standards are being held, but for sure. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah. Sorry to dive deep into that one, guys. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it's good. not very often you get to see a knee bar and a fucking heel hook in a night. So as a jujitsu fan, I was real stoked to see that stuff, even though I was on the wrong side of both of them. Whatever. Still. Oh well, and we're not even over yet. We even got to see it, obviously, on our next fight here. Let's talk about real quick. Yeah, well, let's just be realistic here as I fucking give the stats. That was a knockout. Who cares about the submission? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was uh, Devison Figueroa versus 18-1, um, and one, coming in as the minus 210 favorite and fighting for the flyweight championship of the world versus Joseph Benavides, 28-6 and six plus 180. Guys, I hate to tell you, I told you so. Sometimes you were born to be second fiddle, and that's who Joseph Benavides is, man. He's chair two. When it comes to the orchestra, he's, I don't, I don't know how else to put it for you. Fighting terms, man. Who, he's um, a gatekeeper. He's yeah. The, he's, the, he's the gatekeeper. Yeah. The official gatekeeper. But like, mm-hmm. who's the guy that would fight Floyd Mayweather? Would, like Manny Pacquiao. You're yeah. the Manny Pacquiao of boxing. You're one of the best ever. One of the best to do in your weight class. But Floyd Mayweather's the greatest. Okay? Yeah, but the difference was Manny got to win belts. <laughs> this guy did it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You, yeah. But you never so, won the belt that mattered, right? So, I know, yeah. but you know, at least he got to win a couple other belts. Yeah, so. yeah but Joseph um, here. Oh, dude, he, from start to finish, there was never a moment he was in that fight, except for when the bell first rang and he hadn't been touched. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I got to be honest with you. When I was when it's when this they started, I actually thought that it looked like Joseph never really got started, like he did last fight, in a way. He never found a rhythm early on, uh, where we can say something about the time. Maybe you know, maybe he's not used to. I mean, he said he was waking up at two a.m. taking a cold shower to try to get adjusted to fighting at that time. That when he said that though, I did kind of go, huh? So that meant the morning time was really fucking with him. That there is something to say there. I'm not blaming that. I'm not saying that's the reason. I'm just saying yeah. there, is, there could have been something there because he didn't. I, I know he's better than that. And I know you know that too. He's not that, he's not that terrible. You know yeah, I mean? but it, it, it's what I said on our last one is that Devin Figueroa here is so good. It's incredible how he makes great fighters look like amateurs. Yeah. That's literally what he did to Joseph Benavides. Yeah. He made the second best guy in this division who's been fighting for like what over 10 years looked like it was his first day at work. Well, he did. (laughs) And then you can't really say that though. I mean, how Joseph was able to get out of those submissions was amazing. You can't, you got to give the guy credit on that. You know what I mean? Let me give you a quick take on that. Yeah. Great job defending it. You know, it was very impressive to have the wits about you after being rocked to reach your hand back there and, fight the hands and 
double up on the one was very impressive. But let me tell you, as a, if I was your friend, I would have been like, dude, you should have just gone. Let him do it. Just <laughs> I knew you were going to say out. that. Like, that dude's fucking yeah, you up. <laughs> like, yeah. there's a no. meme out there where it's His like a superhero <laughs> patting himself down. He's got two buttons in front of him. It says submission or knockout, and he doesn't know what to press. It's like, dude, you were going down one way or another. <laughs> yeah, no. His corner almost should have thrown in the towel right then. Oh, it was hard but, to watch. But I mean, to give him this the credit he does deserve, honestly, that he fought those things. He fought out of that multiple times. And it almost seemed like he was going to get back up on his feet there for, for a quick second. You know what I mean? He oh, really 100%. did. And I was like, oh, man, if he gets back up, this could be something. But, you know, down, down, down he goes. Yeah, and, no. And tough. then you got to give him, you know what? I don't care what anyone says, man. Yeah, give that guy a fucking big balls. At least he went down like Blades of Glory in his <laughs> fucking tap. I mean, went out. You know, he ain't no tap machine like your boy Conor McGregor. You mean, type, you mean he ain't no typewriter, 100%. <laughs> yeah, he ain't, ain't no typewriter. No type so for that, I give him props. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I like that. But like you said, it was almost like he should have known when it was time to call it a day. But that just, show, but that just shows you there's absolutely no quit in him. He is yeah. not someone that's like who breaks to the pressures around him. He's someone who is in the moment and he's fighting every second because you see so many guys get caught in submissions where it's so easy. Like the, the fighting of the hands is so much easier for them against much lower competition. And they don't try to fight the hands because they're looking for an escape. They're looking for a way out of the fight. Joseph Benavides was not trying to find a shortcut. He wanted to be in there as long as possibly he could so that he could look himself in the mirror the next day and say, I gave it everything I had. And yeah. you know, at the end of the day, he can. Yeah, he it's more than can. I can say about myself. You know, the guy has done and accomplished things that I'll never get a chance to do. And everything we say, Joe, is just, we have the most respect for these guys, right, Nick? Like, yes, 100%. They do. Oh, no. It's just – what we That's say, all. we're just being entertaining and funny. We're not trying to actually dismiss any of these guys. These guys are absolute savages and studs, win oh. or lose. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, you get in a cage and want to fight, you're a bad motherfucker. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. I don't care if you got knocked out in the first five seconds and you never did it again. You still have bigger balls than 99% of us will ever have. There's no doubt. But, yeah, man, I mean, I just gave the guy a lot of credit, you know. I just – he never got started. Now you got some points. You know, did he just make him look like that? Who knows? And you know what? At this point, now we'll never know. They're never going to fight again. He's never going to fight for the belt ever again. That's yeah. There's no doubt about that. You know, I saw a thing today reading about him that he's not thinking about retiring and he wants to keep fighting. For what, bro? For what? You got the money. You got the girl. If I was him, you're th I think he's 35 years old, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, 35, yep. Dude, call it a day, man. You know, I don't want to see you get abused anymore. I mean, you looked like a dead fish in there. Honestly, when I saw you had your tongue hanging out of your mouth like a big old fish. Oh. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I mean, yeah. you know. And another yeah. thing, and once again, about referees on this card, too. Like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, when the when the – Yes. The announcers are yelling at you. Yes. That when the fight is over. Bisbing wasn't talking to us as fans when he, he was, was saying not, that. Not he at was all. telling the ref, he's yes. out. He's not telling us. He's telling the referee, yeah. like, please stop this oh, fucking yes. fight. It's done. <laughs> yeah. When a guy that only has one eye is yelling <laughs> to stop the fight, 
I think we have a problem. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, he can see better with his one, with eye, one eye than he can see with both of yours. Who's there four feet away from the action? Like, come oh, on, man. Oh, yeah. But yeah. yeah, like Nick said, it's like, honestly, dude, you're a fucking stud. You're going down the history books. You're one of the best to do it at flyweight. No doubt about it. Yeah, you fell short a few times. But, man, you're still – come on, man. You, like, you could be one of the top coaches at Team Alpha Male. You could go start your own academy. Maybe that's what you don't want to do. But, honestly, I don't think you have anything left to prove at flyweight, left to prove in fighting at all. And, honestly, if I'm just going to be completely honest, his style of fighting is – is not one for longevity, you know? Yeah, exactly. He's a guy who fights 15 minutes. He's not a finisher. He's not someone who goes out and generally, no, he has done it, but generally finish a guy in the first round. No. It's like if you're going every single time or more more often than not, you're going to the distance and you've already fought for the f title a few times, your career isn't going to keep going. But, hey, no. he could prove me wrong. I think he needs to accept his fate, which he can live out a great life in Vegas. You can go work out at the PI every day, say hi to all the boys, and then ride your bicycle back to your house and, you know, go home to Megan, call it in, be, have a nice life, bro. If I was you, that's what I would do. But that's just advice from one fan to you. Do whatever you think you got to do. If you got to keep fighting, by all means, I'd love to watch you. Yep, 100%. I'll keep yeah, watching. For sure. So, all right. Uh, I think that about does it for us, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Anything else you need to get off off your chest and say to the world? Oh, oh, right here. Uh, so I'm two and three at the, the new start, <laughs> our new competition. Nick is uh, one and four. So I'm up by one. one. Right. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you only got the Lipsky fight right, bro. Damn. We fucking did not do well. Yeah. But hey, you know it's it's the start of the new season. It's 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 young. We're just getting going. And yep. like we did last time, we both finished about roughly in the sixty percent correct, which is what you want to be. Like that's near professional gambling level so for sure no, don't be disappointed guys we're, we're gonna come back we're gonna make Not some more money this yeah. isn't my last wager so it won't be yours either no and we're gonna be <laughs> back with you guys next wednesday for the fight next saturday which once again the ufc pulls it off and gets us sucked back in we got whitaker versus till coming up baby oh it's gonna bobby be a knuckles <laughs> it's going down we also got you know I'm going to call this one, maybe I'm going to call this card the um, old guy's rule card as we got Mauricio oh, Rua right. versus Mauricio Shogun, Shogun Rua. Rua. Yep. Versus no, it's Noguera. Hua. Say Hua. it with me, bro. Sorry. Hua. Hua versus Noguera. And we got Verdum versus Gustafsson as well on that card. So Yes, I'm looking exciting. very forward to those, and, actually. Uh, well, look forward to it. I'm, I'm actually, I am looking forward to the fight card. What I'm not looking forward to is the fact that this is a seven fight card for the main card. So you and I got some homework to do. Yes. <laughs> so we'll be back like Wednesday. Yeah, for sure. So guys, <laughs> we'll be back with you guys Wednesday night. If I'm not mistaken, correct. Is that the plan? Yes, we'll be so you'll get it Thursday morning, guys. Yeah, Thursday morning, Wednesday. We'll we'll upload it Wednesday night. But yeah, Thursday morning for you guys, the twenty second. We'll um, have our picks out for you guys, and we'll hope you have a great fight card. Just remember, subscribe, comment, yes. like subscribe, to enter in. Please, yep. <laughs> you're entering in that competition for that Stipe Miocic or Daniel Cormier shirt. Your pick if you win. Hey, look forward to talking to you guys next time. Excellent. See you guys later. Shoot.